first Sunday in May. Uh, what a beautiful day the Lord's blessed us with. Glad that there's coming a day where there'll be no more sin, sorrow, sickness, pain. Ain't you? Uh, we as the children of God got something to look forward to. Can I say to you, sinner friend, if you're lost and undone this morning, uh, you don't have to live in despair, but you can live in the same joy that I live in because Christ still offers that today. I want you to take your Bibles this morning. I, I'm back in the Gospel of Luke. It seems like that the Lord will not permit me to, to leave from there. Luke chapter number 15. We're going to actually read the same two verses of Scripture the last time that we were here, and we're going to add just about three other verses to it. Luke chapter number 15 this morning. Again, we're privileged to be on the our way with you, please, if you're uh, tuning in Facebook, uh, hit your share button, your like button, uh, again, so that uh, we're not anything but that uh, the gospel can be carried to further places. Amen. And Luke chapter number 15 this morning, let's look together in verse number 1. The Bible said, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. Bible tells in verse 3, And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Turn with me in verse number 8 now. The Bible said, Neither what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently, till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Would you go with us this morning in prayer? Lord, I ask you that as we stand before this group of people, Lord, as vast as it may be, many miles, Lord, I don't know who's tuning in, don't know what form of religion that they have, and Lord, don't know if they're saved or lost. Either way, Lord, I pray this morning that the Holy Ghost uh, would go to where they are and that He would convict, uh, He would convince them of sin and that they'd see their need for a Savior and, Lord, for that child of God. Lord, be this the time that you'd prop him or her up to get them to go on another mile. Help them, Lord, to share that that lies deep within them. Lord, a testimony of what you've done in their lives. Thank you for the song that's been sung. Thank you for the sweet spirit of God that's here this morning. I pray now, Lord, that you'd help your servant. He is weak. He's tired. He's needy. I, I, but I'm counting you faithful, Lord, that you lift us up and in your strength and your might. And Lord, that you'll accomplish that, that you won't accomplish through this message. Huh? Now use us for your glory. Huh? Christ's name we ask. Huh? Amen. I want you to look this morning again. I need to go back remembering I'm preaching a series uh, uh, with the Lord's help on the thought of this man. Uh, and remind you again, look with me in verse number 2. The Bible said, And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, uh, saying, This man receiveth sinners uh, and eateth with them. Glad that he did. Uh, but I want you to look with me this morning. Uh, again, I want to remind you of who's here. Uh, I want you to look. There's four groups of people. Uh, uh, first of all, you have the publicans. If you look at the publicans, it means there's a social outcast of the day. They were always dishonest. Rome would establish a certain levy for areas and they would be responsible for giving Rome that amount. But anything over that that they could keep, they had the power of Rome behind them. They were considered traitors. They most most hated people in the community. You say, well, preacher, who was one of them? You remember old Zacchaeus? He was a public 
publican. He was a tax collector. But now notice the Bible also said that there was some sinners there to hear him. The root word of sinner means sin, means to miss the mark. All men are in this category this morning. Amen. I don't care where. Amen. Every man that's born of a woman except for Jesus Christ is of this category. Amen. The Bible said for all have sinned. Not every man sees himself in this category. How they see themselves as they want to see themselves. You might ask somebody, or you say, well, they'll say, I try to be good. I try to be honest. I try to be fair. I try to live by the golden rule. But the Bible says, amen. But the Bible says that they deceive themselves. So what's the mark this morning? What does it mean to miss the mark? What is the mark that the Bible speaks of? It's pure perfection. Amen. Somebody says, well, nobody's perfect. Then you're just going back up and back in everything that I just said. And that's the truth this morning. Amen. Come and join the crowd that gathered to Jesus. Notice now there was the Pharisees. The Pharisees, I've got a redneck definition of that. As far as I can see, I'm doing pretty good. Amen. You've got the religious crowd. Outwardly, they're religious. They spent their time debating the law and seeking to observe the outward observances. They were exacting in their mouths, but their attitude stunk. They were hypocrites. They were putting on a very, man, they were putting on a very good act. They lived to impress each other. Man, if we ain't in that society today, I don't know where we are. They sought the approval of man more than they did God. They were very self-righteous. They manifested the common characteristics of condemning others. Amen. They were condemnation people. And then there were the scribes. Look at that. And I didn't pay that a lot of mind. I'll be honest with you. When I preached the other day, I got I knew what a scribe was. But Pancho didn't really go into detail and study it. And so this morning the Lord brought this to my remembrance. These were the men who spent their times copying the scripture. They were considered experts. They knew the original language. They considered themselves the only one capable of interpreting the scriptures. Amen. We got a few of them this morning. I'll tell you right now, I'll not give you nothing new if you're looking for something big and exciting. A friend, you'll not find it in my preaching this morning, but you'll find it in that blessed book. Sometimes I'm at best ignorant interpreting what's in the Bible. So said of the Pharisees also was true of the scribe. At any moment, both of them were condemning Jesus. And everybody, you say, how do they condemn? The Bible said that they said right there that he receiveth sinners. I want you to notice the motive of the two groups. So real quick, like, I'm going to give you just a couple things, then we're going to get to the woman over there. But notice with me, the publicans and the sinners came to hear. But now notice, amen. Now listen, can I say this? Children of God that get right with God you'll come to hear and not to talk. You'll notice the scribes and the Pharisees, they come to murmur. Amen. But the other ones, they came to listen. How can I say that? I've got two types of people that's tuned me on this morning on Facebook. There's some of you that's come to listen this morning. There's others of you that's come to complain. Amen. So you're going to have to make up your mind in which category you're going to be in this morning before we get out of here. But the accusation was this man receiveth sinners and eat with them. 
him. I can again, I want you to look with me and notice in the tense that the Bible's written in, that word receiveth and eateth ends in E-T-H. Anytime you find that in your Bible, that means that's an ongoing process. I'm glad, friend, that it was going on then, but thank God it's still going on now. I'm glad that he still receiveth and eateth with sinners. But I want you to look with me this morning. I want you to notice again that this man, this man is whom we're talking about. Can I say to you this morning, if you're tuning me in, you're still sitting in your pajamas, this man's come to your house. He's come knocking on you. If you're still hung over from last night, this man would like to get amen. This man would like to know you. He'd like to save you. If you sit up all night, studied your Bible, and you're in the will of God this morning, he'd still like to have more of you. Amen. I don't care what you are this morning, who you are, he still loves you, still wants to fellowship with you. Amen. If you're if you're some harlot that you laid out all night with multiple people, he loves you this morning. He cares for you. Say, preacher, surely to God. Amen. I bet you Rahab was glad that he came to her house. Amen. She run the red light district of Jericho, but thanks be unto God. He came to where she was, gave her an opportunity to get out of that lifestyle. You say, but preacher, you never know that her life changed. Amen. I can tell you. She, amen. She was a harlot down there, but if you read Matthew chapter number one, you find that she had a husband who was in the bloodline of Christ. You'll also find that in Matthew chapter number one, verse number five, I believe it is, that for the first time in her life, Rahab was spelt different than it was in all the other times in the Bible. If you go back, Rahab was written seven times without a C. But on the eighth time, which eights the number of new beginnings in the genealogy of Christ, it had a C in it, Poncho. Somebody said, well, I don't know why the C's there. It's because Christ moved in. He became somebody in her life. Honey, I'm glad this morning he's still able to write down our names in the Lamb Book of Life. I'm glad he's still able to save harlots. I'm glad printing still take drunkards and put them in a choir to sing. I'm glad he can still save them and make preachers out of them. You say, preacher, surely to God you don't believe that. I'm speaking this to that man. I'm speaking to a whosoever this morning that'll call upon the name of the Lord. He could change their life. That man Peter wasn't much in his life when the Lord came to him. Moses wasn't much when the Lord came to him. A friend, we just want to be right honest with you this morning. All the reputable men that we preach on week after week, a punch oh, they didn't have a great big long list of why God ought to chose them, but instead why God ought not to have used them. But instead God took publicans and sinners and done something in their lives. I'm glad that he's still working on me and you. I'm glad this morning, friend, that he's working on. But I want you to look with me now. Notice with me in verses 8, 9, and 10. If I don't get there, I'm just going to run a rabbit and preach everything I know in the Bible, and it won't take me real long. But look with me, 8, 9, and 10. I want you to notice the coin's purpose. In that day, married women wore a headband that was made up of coins strung together. These coins were typically given to the bride by her father when she was married. The headband served several functions in her lives. First of all, I want you to notice this morning it served as a headband, as a married woman. It told other men that she was unavailable. Amen. It told people, hey, I'm sold out to one man. I belong to certain so-and-so. Amen. Let me just say this this morning. Amanda Lawson, she belongs to me. Amen. Amen. Almost 20 years ago, I made a commitment unto her and punch her said the last two weeks. I put a ring on her finger to let her know that I was serious about it. She accepted when I asked. 
and 20, almost 20 years later, we're still going together. When she wears that ring down the road, she's telling other folks that I'm a taken woman. And that's what that woman was saying when she wore that headband, is that I'm a man, that I belong to John or Paul or whoever the case may be. Wendy Mosley belongs to Kurt Mosley. You say, preacher, you ought not say it that way. Amen. If you see one, you ought to see the other. You ought to know that they go together. Amen. Kendra Park don't blame anybody else but Poncho. Amen. She is a one, one he's a one woman man and she ought to be a one man woman. You say amen right there. I know that ain't real popular in the day we live but that woman, I wanted to wear that headband to let the world know that she was a married woman. It served the same purpose as our wedding ring. Those coins also declared her independence. Now friend, I want you to realize that in that day when that man died off if they didn't have any children, women, amen, they didn't have the form of government like we have today. They didn't have SSI. They didn't have welfare. They didn't have all that. And the lady was left unless her, her husband's brother was to pick up the role and to carry it on. But with those coins that she had, she'd had the opportunity to cash them in, if you will, so that she could go on and live. And that was not typically what it was designed for, but it was a possibility if it were. This one coin was equivalent to a one day's wage. It man, evidently her and her husband was very poor. They only owned 10 of these coins. You say, well, preacher, how in the world? Sometimes it's better to live a day than what you did before. It man, sometimes just to sustain you, how to get you to go on another day. But can I also say that in this time, Poncho, that when women walked down the street and she typically had 10 coins on her head and somebody looked up and noticed that there was one, two, or three missing, it was a sign of a sinful woman. How can I say to you this morning, friend, this woman was concerned about her reputation. You say, how do you know? Because when she lost the one coin, she began to look diligently for it in the house. She was concerned about her testimony. I want to say this this morning to God's youngins for just a minute. There's many of us who are satisfied with just having nine-tenths of what the Lord's blessed us with. Yeah, man, some of us, we don't go look for a testimony when we've lost a part of it. We won't apologize when we're wrong. We won't make things right anymore. We just kind of want to walk on. But this woman looked and realized the moment that she lost that coin out of her, out of her crown or out of the braid that went across her head that she wanted it back because her testimony means something to her. Can I say to you this morning, Facebook world, your name ought to be the greatest thing about you. Amen. The Bible said that a good name should be rather be chosen than great riches. A friend, you might not go to the grave with wealth or with fame, but you will go to grave with your name. Your name will long live longer than your body. Your name, friend, whether it be good or bad, it'll live after you're planted in the grave. Can I say again, it was used to identify the sinful woman. In other words, these coins were to bring glory to the bride. As long as the coin was missing, her beauty was marred and incomplete. With that in mind, it's easy to see why the loss of a coin would cause
caused this woman to fly into action. How can I say this morning the coin was precious to the woman. It was absolutely no value at all why it was lost. It was good for nothing. It could not adorn her head. Hey man, you say, well, preacher, why in the world would you want it to adorn your head? Because the woman's hire was her glory. And when women looked upon, hey man, when people looked upon her, that was her glory. It was to adorn her head. It could not grace her life if it was lost. It could not be used to provide the essentials of life. It was useless this morning, friend, as long as it was lost. It was just one piece of silver, but it was worth everything to it. I remember, Brother Poncho, we were in the process of selling our first house, and we were going to move to Mount Airy and build, and there was a gentleman come in, and he wanted to buy the house and all the contents therein. And he said to me, he said, I want to buy it all. And I said, sir, there's two pieces of furniture that's not for sale. I said, there's an old mama bear heater in the basement. It belonged to my grandpa. It's the only thing that I have of his. Sir, it's not for sale. He said, everything's got a price on it, young man. And I said, no, sir. And I told him what I wanted for the rest of the furniture in the house. And he said, I'll just write you a check for that, and I'll add $1,000 to it, and you just leave the heater. I said, sir, you can go buy one of them heaters for $800. That heater is not for sale. He said, I'll make it $1,500. I said, sir, may I say to you again, it's not for sale. He said, but you already said that it's only worth $800. I'm doubling your value nearly. I said, friend, it's got value to it. That means something to me that won't never mean anything to you. That woman looked at that coin. Now to the world that lived down the road, it was only a one day's wage. But it was given to her by her daddy to let her know that she was a special, a unique individual, that she had been set aside for old so-and-so. And that, friend, that she was going to be somebody that would bring honor and glory to the lovely name of Jesus. How can I tell you that I did not realize in the book of Isaiah in the 43rd chapter and in the 7th verse, Isaiah repeats these words. He said, everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. That's what God said to Isaiah. And that's what Isaiah wrote down to remind me and you. Can I say to you this morning, friend, if people look upon me and they look upon you, they don't see a whole lot. But God said, that's one piece of my silver. Amen. By the way, silver in the Bible is a type of redemption. It means that it's been bought back. It's been paid for. Can I say to you, friend, has the old devil looked? You remember when Job went before the Lord? Amen. You know, you know the account. Job lost it all. But before Job lost it all, the devil came to the Lord. And the Lord said unto Job, said unto the devil, He said, Hast thou considered my faithful servant Job? He said, One that escheweth evil. And the devil said, Well, Lord, I said, You look at that fella. I said, Look at all that you blessed him with. I said, You even got a hedge around about him. I said, You take all that away from him. I said, He'll curse you to your face and die. And the Lord said, You can do anything you want to him except take his life. And when it was all said and done, from the balls to the top of his head to the soles of his feet, had to losing his children, had to losing his oxen and his houses and all else that he lost. Job retained his integrity. And he said, Blessed be the name of the Lord, for he giveth and taketh away. You say, Preacher, why are you saying all that this morning? God had bragging rights on Job. Can I say to you this morning, friend, does he have bragging rights on you? Hey, man, when the devil comes asking, could he look? 
up and say, I try, I'm a faithful servant. Oh, it's just a little piece of silver. Honey, I'm glad to look at you, look at me this morning and hear me well. Hey, man, you say, well, preacher, you think you are something. No, I'm just a little piece of silver. And you say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, he's put me into the fire, Brother Kirk. Hey, man, somebody said, well, hey, you know, when all the dross is off the silver, when the silversmith, I could look in that piece of silver and see his image. He knew then that all dross was out. I'm glad there's been a few times in my life, not many, but when the Lord could look and say, right there is my faithful servant. I just use him. Now to the world, I don't look like much, but I'm glad, friend, when I come off the headband, the Lord's seeking and searching and looking for me. You say, preacher, are you lost? No, I'm not lost again, but there's times when when a saved person steps out of the will of God, gets out of the fellowship of God, but can I say to you, there's some of you out there that's never been saved by the grace of God. You're lost, and he's seeking for you this morning, and he will not be satisfied until you find you. You say, well, preacher, what are you? I am an individual that is made in the image and the likeness of man. Man, he was, we was made in, we was made for fellowship so that we could walk with him in the cool of the evening, in the garden that he made for Adam. But Adam's sin separated him from the presence of God. A life lived for the Lord is a beautiful and powerful thing, but a lost life is no value at all. But when that life is found and restored to its proper place, can I say to you this morning, how will cause the angels, or excuse me, it'll cause rejoicing in the presence of the angels. Can I say this morning, friend, God is complete with me or without me. Amen, but I am not complete in Him until I am in the will of God. A sinner person, you're not a complete in Him until you get born again. Can I say this morning the coin's purpose, but also can I show you the coin's plan? When this woman realizes that the coin is lost, she springs into action to see what is or how it can be restored. Poncho, she switches on the light. You say, preacher, wait a minute. There was a man she did. The Bible said she lit a candle. And then she not only did she switch on the light, but she sweeps and she sinks. Amen. She had a will to find it. She worked till she found it. And she won because she found it. Amen. The coin was lost in the darkness. Houses back then did not have any windows in it. Can I say this morning that it was lost in the dirt? Houses back then did not have hardwood floor. But they had dirt floors. Can I say to you this morning it was lost in disuse. If a coin's lost, if it's not in your hand or in your pocket where you got access to it, it cannot be used. Can I say amen right there? Can you say amen? And can I say this? It was lost in the dwelling. It was lost in the very house that she lived in. Can I say to you this morning, mankind is just like this coin. First of all, lost men are in darkness. Man, they might be brilliant intellectually. Friend, men may be smart. We might have some of the smartest men in the generation that we lived in. But spiritually speaking, they are blind according to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. They are all lost in black darkness of spiritual ignorance. They do not know the condition. They do not know what they need until they're sought after by the Lord. Can I say this morning, not only are men lost in darkness, but lost men are in the dirt. When a coin was stamped, it was stamped with the image of the ruler on it. When a coin was lost in the dirt, 
the image of that coin would be hidden and marred. So it is with lost men. Again, may I say unto you, according to Genesis chapter number 1, in verse number 26, we are created in his image. Man, when the world looks at us and sees a lost man, many a times, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to get my next point and I'm going to back up and catch this. Can I say that it was lost in her dwelling? There's many people that sit on church pews Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Sunday, Sundays after Sundays, Wednesdays after Wednesdays, and they are lost. They might come to church. They might look the part. They might talk the part. Can I say to you, if you was, I don't care if you've got a title this morning, deacon, a preacher, a Sunday school teacher, or whatever else, if you're at home and you've never been born again by the grace of God, can I tell you, just because you go to church will not get you right. Just because you're tuning in to Facebook preaching on Sunday morning will not satisfy God and get you a place in heaven. Can I say to you, friend, hey man, you must be born again. Lost men are in disuse just as the lost coin is unusable. So is the lost man's life. Friend, your life will not count for nothing until you get born again. Man, I'm glad that the Lord took my life and has accounted for something. Lost men are everywhere. Even in the dwelling, there's lost people in Facebook world. There's lost people in the church houses. Man, I punch all I believe this morning with all my heart around this great country. We can't have services in the church, but there's a handful of men and women that have volunteered their time to help the preacher get things going. I believe some of those men and women that are lost, there's some that's sitting in their car this morning here in a drive through service. They're lost and on their way to hell. There's some of you sitting on your couches. A man sitting in the bathroom. Some of you laying still in bed this morning watching Facebook Live and you're lost and you say, well, preacher, what ought I do? You ought to repent and get born again. This man still receiveth sinners and he still eateth with them. He's offering you life. Can I say to you this morning, friend, her reason was that this one coin was in measurable value to her. To her, one coin had a tremendous value. And God has value on your soul this morning, sir, ma'am. The way everybody might look at you and say, well, he's just a drunk down the street. Some of you may be living up in some big mansion this morning. But friend, I want to say unto you, your riches will not get you to glory. Some of you may be propped up in a trailer house this morning just because you're weak. Amen. Just because you ain't got a great big bank account don't mean that you can't get saved. I'm glad, friend, that the Lord came. He didn't look on what side of the train tracks you grew up on. He didn't care what you were doing when he found you. He just wants to change what you're doing and save your soul for all eternity and create you unto good works so that you'll tell other boys, girls, men and women of just how good he really is when he moves into your life. Can I say to you this morning, not only do we see the coin's purpose and the coin's plan, but I'd like to show you the praise of the coin. Man, you say, well, preacher, what happened? I mean, after the coin was found, after the light was turned on, can I just say this? There will not be anybody that gets out of the lost condition until the light comes on. 
until repentance comes to your house, there'll not be anybody getting saved by the grace of God. Now we've got to a place anymore where we got these little hell-man preachers that ain't got enough backbone about themselves. I say, if you'll just repeat this little prayer after me, if you'll say, boy, I mean, I'll be honest with you. We've seen it at vacation Bible schools. We've seen it at church services. We'll just say, well, does any, how many of y'all want to go to heaven? You tell me any fool in their right mind wouldn't want to go to heaven. You tell me somebody that raised their hand and said, boy, I want to die and go to hell. You don't find folk like that. But then as well, if you want to go to heaven, you raise your right hand and repeat after me. And then we, amen, we add to our scoreboard at church and boy, we think we've done something. Can I say to you, sir, ma'am, you'll never get saved by the grace of God until conviction comes to your house. You'll never get born again until the Holy Ghost convicts you of the sin that you're living in. And friend, it ain't got a great big, great big long list. You say, preacher, what does it mean to sin? It means to come short of the mark of perfection. It means to break one point of the law and you're guilty of it all. You say, but preacher, murder in line doesn't carry the same penalty under the law. Amen. That's right. They do not. But in the eyes of God, sin is sin. Whether you're a liar or a murderer, a friend, if you don't repent of either one of those sins, you die and go to hell. But I'm glad I got news for you. God will save the liar and the murderer. You say, but preacher, now listen to me this morning. You don't want to put the blood of Jesus on trial. It's capable of washing away all sin. Say amen right there. Amen. You say, well, preacher, what about suicide? Amen. We can argue this till we're blue in the face, but there's only one unforgivable sin in Scripture, and it's not suicide. It's called blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or rejection of the Holy Ghost when he convicts you of sin. You say, but preacher, didn't Judas die of suicide and go to hell? Judas went to hell because he didn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. People say, it got real quiet right there, Poncho, it's stubbed up. Hey, man, somebody said, but preacher, you don't know. I know there's only one unforgivable sin in Scripture. There ain't, hey, man, you say, ain't you ever read that book, Seven Deadly Sins? I don't have to read it because there ain't seven deadly sins. There's one unforgivable sin, the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. But can I say to you, the coins praise. And look with me on it. When the woman found the coin, she called her friends and her neighbors together and said, hey, let's party, let's rejoice. I found that that I lost and I'm looking for it. And the Bible said, what a happy day it was for this woman. Verse number 10 takes us to heaven. Thank God, friend, look at that. It said, likewise, I say unto you, there is, is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Now, amen. now listen to me, Poncho. I was preaching down here Wednesday night, but look back with me in verse number 7 for just a minute. The Bible said that there was joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Now notice there was joy in heaven over one sinner, but notice in verse number 10 that there was joy in the presence of the angels. There's something that's been added here. Hey, you say, well, preacher, what's the big deal about the angels? Well, do you remember there was a heavenly host the night that the Lord was rejo- when the Lord was born and was that now out saying and praising God? I, friend, I believe angels. I know what it's like to pray 
praise. I know. I believe they know what it's like where there's joy in the camp. And the Bible said that there was joy in the presence of the angels. That means them people that are in glory were rejoicing in the fact that which was lost was found. But I want you to notice with me in verses 6 and 24, if I may, and I'm getting ahead of myself. But it said, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Look with me in verse number 24. He said, For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found. And they began to be merry. Notice in verses 6 and 24 you find the words, My sheep and my son. But now notice in verse number 9, he said, For I have found the peace which I had lost. I punch all that bothered me. I thought, Lord, why wasn't my peace? Why wasn't the peace? I want you to realize this morning, it didn't say a peace, but there was a one specific peace. And can I say to you this morning, friend, you may be that very peace that is hindering the work of the Lord. You may be that very one that the Lord's looking for this morning. Listen, there's some fundamental local Baptist church that's needing another peace in it that will make a difference for the glory of God. There's some church that needs your carcass in it when it opens back up and you get on fire for God and go on for the glory of God. You need to be that lost piece of silver that was found and restored back to its proper position so that it can bring glory to the head of the church. And it's still Jesus Christ. I still believe in John chapter number 3 where it said that if he'd be lifted up he would draw all men unto himself. Church, I still believe if you and I will put him at the proper place and lift him up, I still believe that he'll draw sinners and cleanse them and make them whole. Can I say to you this morning God's interested in what others think is worthless. God's interested in you this morning, sinner friend. Again, I don't care where you come last night. I've got a brother-in-law sitting somewhere this morning either in the church service that was high the night the night before he got saved. You say you're saying that bragging. No, I'm just telling you. The Lord don't care where you was Saturday night. But thank God you're where the Word of God's being preached this morning. You say, what happened? He walked into church on that Sunday morning ashamed of where he'd been on Saturday night. But the Holy Ghost convicted him. He left the back pew, walked down to an old-fashioned altar, and got born again. You say, well, preacher, I'm just telling you, a friend God still can take a man that's partying on Saturday night and change him on Sunday morning. Amen. I've seen people that were walking on the street selling their bodies on Saturday. But on Sunday, I'm glad what a difference a day makes. I'm glad what a difference when the light shines of how it can change the situation. It was not until the light was brought in the house that the corn was found. Can I say to you, you might even be lost in your dwelling this morning. You might be a church member sitting at home this morning and never been saved. You need to come to Jesus. He's still seeking and saving that which is lost. You see, to him, there is value in just one. Can I say this is lost and found chapter of the Bible? Amen. If you look in the first, if you look in the first parable, he's interested in the one percent. One out of a hundred. Amen. 
But I'm glad he's also interested in 10%, one out of 10. But I'm also glad, Brother Ken, if you go on, the parable next is the prodigal son and his brother. I'm glad he's interested in the 50%. But thank God he goes on to that brother. Say amen. Individually, he deals with him. I'm glad God's interested in the 100%. I'm glad that, friend, he's interested in you and I this morning. The world may not be. And I'll just say this. Can I, can I make this real clear this morning? I'll make no apologies when I'm about to say. There might be some local church that say they don't want you in it. Shame on them. If the Lord will save you, some church ought to take you. If the Lord's capable of saving you, some church ought to want you in. Again, I don't care what you are, where you are. Now listen, we ain't going to let you bring your mess in there. Amen. Amen. The church still has standards. We're still separate from the world. But here's the deal. You can bring your baggage in, but we're not going to conform to what you're living in. You say, oh, I didn't see you. We're going to have to conform what you're living No, you're just going to have to conform what this says. And if you'll conform to what this says, you won't have no problem conforming to what? Uh, amen. Uh, my most of my standards live up to, or try to live up to this book right here. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not one of them, I'm not one of them Pharisees that say, boy, just because I got saved, I am somebody. I still know that I am a sinner saved by the marvelous grace of God, and I'm dependent upon him every day. I still fall. I still come short. I am still a bunch off of what I need to be this morning. But sinner friend, he loves you, and he cares about you, and he still wants to receive you. And that word receive you means to bring to himself. And if he'll bring you to himself, he'll set the table and feed you. Why don't you come this morning and trust him? Amen. As I'll say it again, Nicodemus, he made it real clear to Nicodemus. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Can I say to you, church member, now let me back up, but can I say to you, saved person, if you're out of the will of God, why don't you get back in your proper place? Why don't you get back and say, Lord, I remember where I used to be. I was where you was exalted. Lord, I used to have my praise about you. I used to have my song about you. Lord, everything used to be about you. Help me to get back there so that, Lord, I can exalt you and put you above measure where you so richly deserve. Because whether we do it or not, God said he's already given him a name that's above every name and every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. Thank you for tuning in this morning. May God bless you. Please stay Stay tuned with us. Brother Poncho's coming to preach for you here in just a minute. Brother Kurt and Kenny and them are coming to sing. I appreciate your Facebook. Thank you. God bless you.